Welcome everyone to the Score Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Justin Boone, the lead fantasy analyst at the Score, and today's episode is presented by Head and Shoulders. Offense for great hair, defense against flakes. Appreciate you hanging out with me today. We're going to go over all the injuries from Sunday. We're going to look ahead to the top waiver ads, but I have some good news here. We really didn't get that many injuries this week. I feel like it's the first time all season I've been able to say that, and because of that, on top of recapping the few new injuries that we do have to talk about, I'm going to go over where we're at with the rest of the injured players, the guys we're hoping to get back here for the fantasy playoffs. I'll talk about them, and then we got to do it. We'll touch on all the players currently on the COVID list. We got a couple more additions on Monday morning, unfortunately, there. But let's begin with the injury roundup. Like I said, nothing really big here. T. Higgins, he suffered a hamstring injury late in that loss to the Dolphins. We might get an update on Monday, but he kind of played it down after the game. Didn't really seem like it was anything serious, but we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what the practice reports look like this week for him. And he's barely getting used as a fantasy asset right now. I mean, since Joe Burrow went down, it's tough to put these Bengals players in your lineup. And I know Tyler Boyd had that long touchdown. I know last week T. Higgins found the end zone. This week he went over 50 yards. So he's just barely getting by for you here. But I would really, if there's someone else on the waiver wire that you like, if you're set at receiver and you don't really need to start Higgins, I would look to make that move. I'm okay with dropping these guys, especially when now we're talking about a potential hamstring injury here. But we're very excited about his future in Cincy, right? Like, let's make no mistake about that. This guy's going to be a heck of a player, just not as excited about what he could do the rest of the season without Burrow in that lineup. Uh, Frank Gore, he suffered a concussion. He's going to have to clear the protocol in order to play this week. I'm not sure why the Jets would rush him back at this point, especially, especially since Ty Johnson steps in, puts up 117 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown on 24 touches. Why not just let the younger guys roll here? Let's see what they can do down the stretch. See if you have anything worth keeping in that backfield, but... Either way, we're going to talk more about Johnson in a second when we get to that waiver wire section. Josh Kelly, he hurt his ankle late in that game. I didn't see an update on this one yet, but with Austin Eckler back, the rest of the Chargers backfield, those guys are just really deeper stashes. And I mean, Kalen Balazs, he's the one that worked as the primary backup in this game. So if you're going to roster one of them, it would be Balazs at this point. That's the guy that I'd be grabbing. Uh, maybe the fantasy gods weren't very happy that we didn't have any injuries or any big injuries over the weekend because on Monday morning, they hit us pretty hard here. We found out that DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, they're both being placed on the COVID list in addition to a bunch of other Panthers players. But for fantasy purposes, those are the two offensive stars that we're going to be missing. And remember, Moore suffered that knee injury, ankle injury, I think is what they ended up calling it in week 12 before their bye. And it didn't really seem like he was going to play in week 14 anyway. And I was looking into it because I have him on a bunch of teams. If you've been following me all season, you know how much I like more as a player. But I was expecting he wouldn't be available for week 14. Now this pretty much guarantees it at this point. And then Curtis Samuel, very unfortunate here. A guy that if more would have been out and it was Samuel who could have stepped up, could have seen really big things from him. But I kind of talked about it last week when we were going over the more injury that this makes Robbie Anderson high-end wide receiver two, wide receiver one 
upside there with both those other guys out. We're getting Christian McCaffrey back this week, so he'll be back into that RB1 range. Should be tons of targets for him in this game. Those are really the only guys you're going to want to use from this offense. I'm not really pivoting to any of the other pass catchers. I don't really feel great about Teddy going against the Broncos without Moore or Samuel in the lineup. Just hope that he can get his weapons back for week 15, but we'll see if those guys are going to be healthy enough. We wish them very speedy recoveries there. Some other COVID list players that we're watching right now, Lamar Jackson, he should play in Tuesday's game. Uh, That's the last game of week 13, but he's still got to get cleared. Reports were that he's going to play, and his schedule looks really good the rest of the way, right? They got Cowboys on Tuesday, then you got Browns, Jaguars, and Giants in the fantasy playoffs. Nothing too scary there. I would feel confident. I know he hasn't really performed the way you wanted him to all year, but I would feel confident having Lamar as my starter the rest of the way for fantasy. His teammates, Mark Andrews, Willie Sneed, they probably won't play in that Tuesday game, but they should be good to go for week 14, assuming there's no other health complications, no other issues with them. And the same thing with that schedule. You're not really playing Willie Sneed, but with that schedule, Mark Andrews, another guy, hasn't really put up huge numbers all season long. Then we saw Nick Boyle go down, and Andrews' numbers spiked up, and now he's got this great schedule in the fantasy playoffs. So he's a guy that's going to be a top five, maybe even a top three play at tight end the rest of the way. We're hoping James Conner can get back for week 14 as well. The Steelers get the Bills and the Bengals, two-plus matchups to start the fantasy playoffs for him. So we want to see Conner back in that lineup. And then since we didn't have many injuries from this week, Let's recap some of those guys, like I mentioned off the top, some of the guys who we're hoping we can get back here either this week or in the fantasy playoffs. And let's start Josh Jacobs. He's got a high ankle sprain. It's no guarantee that he's going to be active in week 14. I know Gruden kind of played it down. He said he had talked to Josh Jacobs. They almost made it seem like he might be able to play in week 13. He did not. He didn't practice. So we're going to have to see him back out on the field and practicing. Devontae Booker wasn't really able to do that much in his absence. I mean, just 51 yards from scrimmage against the Jets. And we know with this high ankle sprain for Jacobs, even if a player is able to come back in a couple weeks, and we've seen guys do it. I mean, Squam Barkley last year came back very quickly, but they're not necessarily as effective when they come back. Now there's varying degrees of these ankle sprains. So We'll have to follow the practice reports. Hopefully, we're going to see Jacobs out there, at least in a limited fashion, early in the week. We can judge from there. Hopefully, we get some reports from the national guys and the beat writers. But he's going up against the Colts this week. That's a bottom half matchup against the run, so that's not really doing him any favors either. But it's another one where practice participation is going to tell us everything we need to know as the week moves along there. DeAndre Swift, he should be back after clearing concussion protocol last week. And then he did miss the game. It was a non-COVID illness, they're saying, but he did miss the game still. Hopefully he's going to be healthy, should have him back this week. And he gets a great matchup going up against the Packers. That's a top three matchup for fantasy running back. So Swift will be right back in to those RB1 ranks for that game. I'd be very cautious about expecting his teammate Kenny Galladay back though. I mean, until we see Galladay get back in the field, I'm worried because that setback that he had a couple weeks ago that they finally admitted after Matt Patricia got fired, I'd be worried that that's going to keep him out at least another game here. So we'll be watching for him to see if he's back on the field. And then Daniel Jones, he should be fine to play for week 14. And that'll make Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram and Wayne Gallman and maybe even Darius Slayton potential plays 
as well for that game. Although I will say props to Colt McCoy for just managing that game for the Giants and helping them get a pretty shocking win over Seattle this week. And speaking of Seattle, actually, let's one more I'm going to throw in here. It's an injury to monitor. It's a guy that I've mentioned before as a potential stash. I've written him up in start, sit, stash, quit as a potential stash. A guy that you should still be able to throw in an IR spot right now, Rashad Penny. We had Pete Carroll as head coach say that they expect him to practice this week. He said that on Monday. Carroll also said that Chris Carson continues to play through pain in his foot. So this is a long shot that Penny's going to come back and get activated and be able to get into your fantasy lineup right away. But just in case we've seen these injuries in this Seahawks backfield, doesn't hurt to pick him up, stash him at the end of your bench and see how that one plays out. All right, let's move on to the waiver wire. And if you need more players than the guys I mentioned here, I'm going to talk about the big names, but if you need more guys than that, if you need to go deeper, you can check out my waiver wire column on the score. It goes up every Monday night. I update it after the Monday nighter. This week, I'm going to have to update it after the Tuesday nighter as well, just in case anything happens that might change things. But let's start at quarterback for the show today. And it isn't pretty. I'm going to tell you that in advance. I talked about this briefly on Friday's live show last week. I think most people jumped ahead and stashed some of these quarterback streamers for this week, knowing that it's the fantasy playoffs. But if you're desperate, we got a couple options here. Andy Dalton, 13% rostered. It's the Andy Dalton revenge game. You've been waiting for it. He's going back to Cincy against his old club. I don't love this play. And I know he's the first name I'm mentioning, and I'm telling you that I don't even love this play that much. But we'll see what happens on Tuesday when the Cowboys face the Ravens. Assuming he doesn't get hurt in that game, he will be in play for week 14. The weapons are there. The protection isn't, right? And we found out Zach Martin on IR now, so he's not coming back. We kind of expected that after the injury he had last time out. But basically, they've lost everybody on this offensive line. Now, the reason that that might not be as big of a deal this week is they're going against the Bengals defense, and the Bengals defense is last in the league, just 13 sacks on the year. So the protection issues might not be as big of a problem in this game, and that makes Dalton a QB2 with some added motivation to put up some bigger numbers in that one against his old club. Uh, same goes for Phillip Rivers here as a guy who's in play as a QB2, 40% rostered. He gets the Raiders. Raiders have given up multiple touchdown passes in seven of their last nine games, and Rivers, despite this foot injury that he's playing through that he's going to have to have surgery on after the season, He's been solid for fantasy, at least 285 passing yards and at least two touchdown passes in each of his last three outings. So he's in play in week 14. I'll also be watching the Lions. I talked about Kenny Galladay's injury. If Kenny Galladay can get back for this game, that makes Matt Stafford much more interesting against the Packers. Normally, when Galladay's not in the lineup there, Stafford's stats fall way down, but we've talked about that in the podcast before. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, he has a nice matchup against the Texans. Daniel Jones should be healthy for his date with the Cardinals. There, there are options out there. They're just not the greatest this week, but we're getting to that time of year, right? When the waiver wire pretty much dries up, it's pretty picked over around the fantasy playoffs. At running back, let's make sure Zach Moss, Jamal Williams, Le'Veon Bell, let's make sure all those guys are rostered. They're up near that 60% cutoff mark. I almost included Cam Akers in that group too, because he's pretty close. He's at 53% rostered and I talked about him last week, but we'll leave him in just because there aren't many difference making pickups this week. And if he's still out there, he's a guy that you could just empty the FA budget on 
And yes, I know it's still a committee. You're going to have other guys involved, but Akers is doing his best right now to try to emerge from that group and be the true, you know, 1A, the lead back, not a workhorse, but the guy who's going to get the most touches and the most valuable touches. And we've seen him score a touchdown in three straight games, but more importantly, his usage is going up here. Akers turned in 84 yards on nine touches in week 12. And then this week, that jumped up to 22 touches. He led the team. Daryl Henderson got a little banged up again. He really hasn't been the same since he had that midseason injury. And Akers is capitalizing now. 94 total yards in this game. So he's coming on at exactly the right time. A low-end RB2 heading into the fantasy playoffs. And a guy, we've seen these rookies have their moments and we're starting to see them come on, right? DeAndre Swift had the injury, but he was coming on. We've seen Jonathan Taylor the last couple weeks. He's starting to come on. Akers might be next. And, you know, another guy, Dobbins. We haven't seen Dobbins this week, but he had the COVID issue. He got put on the COVID list. That kind of derailed his breakout there after he had a big game. We're going to see him back this week. So these rookies, I talked about in a podcast a few weeks back, but the rookies at this point in the season, you often see them take on bigger roles with their teams. And a lot of these running backs are starting to do that. And Akers isn't out there in any of my leagues, but hopefully you still got a shot at him in yours. Uh, If not, a guy that I know you're going to have a shot at, and this one, it's a bit speculative because it's based on the Frank Gore thing. We touched on it already. Gore's in concussion protocol. It's possible that the old man, and I say old man, but you know he's actually younger than me by a year, which is kind of crazy, but it's possible that Gore gets cleared and that he's still able to play. We've seen guys get cleared in a week before, but if he doesn't, or If the Jets are smart, and we know this franchise really doesn't give us a lot of reason to think that they are smart, but they should be playing their younger talent to see if they got anything worth keeping. And after putting up that big game over 100 yards and a touchdown, maybe there's something there with Johnson. I don't really think that, you know, for Dynasty, I don't think he's going to emerge as the Jets lead back long term, but desperate fantasy managers, they should be scooping them up here as a potential fantasy starter at a time of the year when, you know, your roster might just need that one extra piece, an RB2 or a flex. He's a guy that you could grab and plug and play this week if Gore's not out there. There's plenty of risky flex options. I mean, Philip Lindsay, Carlos Hyde, Gus Edwards, but you can see all those names in my column. I'm not going to run through all of them here, but I do mention in that column a bunch of other players, the high upside backups, all that stuff, just in case. Whatever you need, I got you covered. All right, moving on to wide receivers. Michael Pittman, Cole Beasley, Sterling Shepard, even Antonio Brown. I would do a quick search for them. They're probably rostered. It's worth checking though. And then after that, you know I have to start with him here. We've mentioned him in like every episode for how many shows now. I had a bunch of you tweeting at me after he scored two touchdowns on Sunday night against the Chiefs. Tim Patrick still somehow available, despite how much I've talked about him, still somehow available in 79% of leagues. I imagine that's finally going to change after the big performance in a primetime game, but Let's recap here. I know you're sick of hearing it, but hopefully this is the last time. His stats since Cortland Sutton went out week by week, 43 yards and a touchdown, 113 yards and a touchdown, 101 yards, 44 yards, 29 yards and a touchdown, 61 yards, 119 yards, and then we'll give him a pass for the game where they really didn't have a quarterback, where Kendall Hinton started at quarterback, but then he comes back this week. 44 yards and two 
touchdowns. This guy is a wide receiver three. Nobody wants to admit it. I know Jerry Judy's a little banged up right now. That only helps Patrick get more work. Unless you are stacked at wide receiver, he can probably help your team. So I would say go out and get him now. You know your roster better than I do, and maybe you're all stacked, and that's why you haven't needed Patrick, and that's why he stayed out there for so long. But this is a guy that could put up some big stats. So please, please go and pick him up. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, he's come back to life the last couple weeks. Four catches, 81 yards, and a score against the Titans. Eight catches, 110 yards, and a score against the Texans. And if you want to tell me that it's just because those matchups are easy, well, he gets the Raiders and then he gets the Texans again over the next two weeks. So he's in that wide receiver three mix again. Nice to see that. Kiki Cutie erupted in this game with Will Fuller suspended for the rest of the year. He put up 141 yards on eight grabs in what should have been a tough matchup against that Colts defense. Their secondary is pretty good. So he gets the Bears, tough matchup. The Colts should be a tough matchup, but we just saw him produce against them. And then the Bengals in the fantasy playoffs. So Deshaun Watson has to throw to somebody without Will Fuller being there. There's a lot of targets available. It looks like Cutie is up for the job here. I like him as a wide receiver four and a wide receiver four who, as he showed, has a lot of upside. Uh, We can go back to some of the names that I've talked about over the last few weeks. I could touch on them again. I mean, Alan Lazard, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Brashad Perriman, Denzel Mims, Rashard Higgins, Henry Ruggs. Lots of guys that could be started as flex plays. If you're in a tough spot, if you need that upside, you can look at them. And my list goes way deeper than that. So you can see it in the article if you need somebody even deeper. But we'll finish things off with tight end. And since it's a one-off position like quarterback, it's a little picked over as well. But if I'm looking for a streamer in week 14, Jordan Reed, a revenge game against Washington. We haven't seen either of these teams play in week 13 yet. They play on Monday, San Fran and Washington. So injuries could play a factor if somebody gets hurt. And I hope that he does not. But Jordan Reed has a history of getting injured. So if he comes out clean in that game, going up against his old club, He has shown the ability this season to take advantage of easier matchups in the games where he's gotten more playing time, where George Kittle's been out. Reed has seven for 50 and two against the Jets earlier this year. Uh, He had five for 62 a couple weeks ago before the bye. I know he was quiet in their last game. It was a, a tougher matchup with the Rams, so we'll give him a little bit of a pass there. But we'll see how he fares against the Bills on Monday night. I would expect that he is going to be amped up for this game against Washington. I think they're going to give him some red zone targets. He's really good in that area. You just, you got to think that Kyle Shanahan is going to try to get Reed a touchdown going against both of their former team, right? Like they both were in that organization. They want to put up some big points there. I think Reed is going to be a good play in that one. And Anthony Ferkser, he's going to remain on my radar until we know for sure that Jonu Smith is cleared and able to play. Now, Ferkser didn't get into the end zone this week, and it was kind of unfortunate that Michael Pruitt you know, he stole the one touchdown, the receiving touchdown. He got lucky and picked up the fumble on another one. So he ended up with two scores in the game. Ferkser didn't have a bad game, though. Seven targets, five catches, 51 yards. It's not a bad day at all. So I like him. If he is the starter, if we see Smith is out again, then is going to be a top 15 option, maybe a low-end tight end one that week. And that is all for today's show. I'll be back on Wednesday to preview the week 14 games. But until then... Big thanks in advance on this one to Ben Roethlisberger, to Deontay Johnson, 
and to Logan Thomas. I know you're going to come through for me on Monday. I need your help to push me through the next round of the Scott Fishbowl playoffs. So let's see all you guys have big games on Monday. A big thanks to everybody out there for listening, and we will see you next time. Said leave on time, my baby said leave on time. Leave on time with me.